BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. And we return to Our American Stories. Up next, a story from Jack Marucci. Jack is the director of performance in Louisiana State University's athletic department, but also the founder of Marucci Sports, a company known for its baseball bats. Here's Jack with a story of how his company came to be. Let's get into it. You know, we're from a coal mining town, pretty humble beginnings. We're from a pretty immigrant family. My mom was 11 when she came from Spain, and my grandfather's from Italy. So we're half Spanish, half Italian, but, and that was the makeup of most of the people we grew up with. Everybody was pretty ethnic. And, you know, we went to the Italian church in St. Teresa's. And we thought that's how it was everywhere. So my mom, her dad came over to be a coal miner, and we went back to see her where she grew up, it was like, it was like um, San Diego. I'm going, why would your dad leave this place? They lived right by the ocean. But I guess times were so bad, they had a civil war, the economy was bad, and the war's breaking out. This was like in the early 40s. But her dad comes over here right before the war, and he's trying to save money, bring the family up, but he can't get back and forth. So my mom didn't see him until 11 years we could save up the money. So she was 11 the first time she saw her dad. <laughs> then my dad's side, my, my grandfather came over when he was 15. Then he got deported because you had to be 16. Or you can see it on the Ellis Island report. We, we found it. Somehow he got through all that. He, and they said, well, you're only 15. So he had to go all the way back. 
You know, they were afraid, he was afraid they were gonna make him a priest. He didn't want to become a priest. So he started a restaurant. It was called Shady Side Inn. It was built from nothing. It was just a little deli. And they built it into a place where banquets could seat up to six, seven hundred people. I mean, it's, it just kept growing. You know, it was the same thing. That's when I first probably came across the first professional athletes because we used to check coats, me and my brother. We're like 10 years old and you're checking coats, man. And they're giving you these big coats and we'd stay up late and we're so tired. But that's the first time I, Willie Stargell came in you know, with the Pittsburgh Pirates and we saw his coat. And, and we're going, hey, let's check in his pockets. We weren't looking for money, but we found a business card with the Willie Stargell star. We thought, you know, you know, so we used to get tips, you know, they'd give you a buck, you know, you could make. If it's a hundred coats, you're making a hundred bucks. You know, you split it, that's 50 bucks each. Not bad for a 10 year old. My dad ended up being the butcher. My dad did the bartending. Um, so we came up pretty much, you know, we had the one shower in the uh, house. All three boys slept in one room, then, then my sister. So, you know, it, it teaches you a good work ethic, obviously. Western Pennsylvania is an area that it's blue collar. And, you know, you, you're gonna learn things that you don't think it's gonna pay off down the road. You know, you take that typing class back then, and now everything's computers, you learn how to type. Then you take a wood shop class that you learn how to use a wood lathe, you know, which down the road would become a, you know, something that I could <laughs> learn to, to uh, use uh, to my advantage and, uh, you know, help develop a bet for my son. You never know what's going to influence you. So. My son was, uh, he's about seven, eight years old, Gino, and uh, we're watching, we used to watch a lot of baseball, and I'd even play old videos of Roberto Clemente, so that became his guy. And he wears 21 today. He wore it as a little league, he got back into 21 because of Roberto Clemente. So again, Western Pennsylvania, we're a little bit obsessed, of course, and we're gonna force them to like the Pirates and the Steelers and the Penguins, so that's just part of what we do. And he, he liked Bonds as bad. He saw the black and the two-tone, and wood bat. He goes, Dad, I like that. Man, I want to play with a wood bat. That's different because wood bats weren't even mentioned back then. Now you got wood bat tournaments and everyone likes the wood bat. So uh, I end up calling all these bat companies. None of them, they all had stock bats. None of them were small enough or short enough really. It was really the size. Everybody maybe was an inch off. I needed a 27. And they only stopped at 29 or I stopped at 28. So I started looking around and there were some old bats stored here at LSU, I'm looking at them and I said, all right. Then we had a quarterback, Matt Mock. I started talking to Matt, Matt played for the Cubs for three years. And uh, I said, Matt, I'm, I'm thinking about making a bat for my son. You mind if I, I'm gonna make one and I want, I'm gonna bring it in. Since you played, tell me what we need to do to, to make this thing tapered right. And so I made the first one, I have it in my office today. And uh, it, top heavy and you know I use electrical tape to, to, <laughs> to do whatever and I, I carved in I think that one was the Geno Crusher so I, and I put his school he was at that was my first one so the next one I start making I got a lot better and that was the Geno Slugger it was I think the next one you know so he starts hitting with them and, uh, and he, he, he had the, the, the DNA to hit you know, he had the good eyesight. He was a front-eyed dominant kid, and, and he was he was pretty good. 
So he starts getting in Little League, he's using a wood bat. Okay, this is different, but he's, he's one of the best hitters. So everybody on the team goes, well, if he's hitting good with that bat, I want one with my name, my kid's name on it. So that's when I formed, okay, I'm gonna, we'll form a little company, Marucci Bat Company. So I bought a shed, I bought it from Canada. It was a cedar shed. And um, I told the guy what I wanted, because I thought cedar's gonna last longer in this weather, the mildew, the, you know, it's not gonna rot. I said, I want doors in the front and the back. And he goes, why do you want that? I said, have you ever lived in Louisiana? I said, it's like living on the equator. I said, I need airflow. So I put a fan in there and that was my bat shop. You know, that was 2002. I always joke around, I said, Saban was a little stressful, so it was a nice stress relief to get away from. So um, after football, I'd spend nights and the neighbor would come over and go, what are you doing? There's sawdust everywhere. I go, I'm making bats. He goes, you're making bats? He goes, give me a couple, you know, everyone, as soon as they saw it, they go, oh, I want one. So I started 25 bucks. I mean, the wood cost probably 15. Because money was never a thing. I, I felt bad. I felt bad that I was going to even charge somebody for it. Then I said, well, I better start charging because, you know. The first major league bat was Eduardo Perez. I was going up for an athletic trainer's convention. And we're catching up, and I was going to go to the Cardinals game. And I told him what I was doing. He goes, he goes bring me one up. And he gave me a model, which was a common model. Everything was based off of Louisville Slugger models, a C243. I said, all right, I think I can find one in the pile because LSU had some wood bats laying around. And I found one that I, so I got the hanger and I, I would hang it on the hanger and I would do it by feel. I would cut the bat. And I, I got pretty good by then, by eye and feel. So I, I made him, I think I made him two. And thinking, what's he gonna do with these? Maybe he's just gonna put it up in his house or. I thought it was neat that a major league guy, you know. So he meets me in front of the hotel and he, and he pulls out of the box and his eyes light up. And he goes, man, he goes, I'm gonna use this tonight. I said, what? I said, this thing's gonna explode, Eddie. I said, I seen seven and eight year olds swing this. I said, you're gonna swing this, this thing? I said, no. he goes, I'm gonna sneak it in, because I wasn't licensed. You know, the logo's this big logo. Yeah, there's all these regulations which you find out. And uh, he goes, I tell you what, I want you to come down for batting practice. Meet some guys. I said, okay. And you've been listening to Jack Marucci tell the story of how his bat company came to be, the child of immigrants who came from Spain and Italy, and who basically learned the lessons of life in a working-class town in western Pennsylvania, finds himself at Louisiana State University being the strength coach back when a guy named Nick Saban was coaching their SEC powerhouse squad. And to, well, to just get some time away, he just started making bats first for his son and pretty soon for a Major League Baseball player. What happens next? More of Jack Marucci's story here on Our American Stories. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. And we continue with Our American Stories and with the story of Jack Marucci. And if you're a ball player, a baseball player, that is, the story of Marucci Bats, who came on to challenge the almighty Louisville Slugger and from a shack in his home in Louisiana. So he gets me down there and he goes, this bat is unbelievable. He goes, I use it in the cage. And then he introduces me to Barry Larkin. He's playing for the Reds. And I got a picture of Larkin holding this bat. And he uh, says, I tell you what, we're playing in Houston. I want you to make me one. <laughs> I said, all right, I'll make you one. So me and my son go to Houston. And he says, get there early for batting practice. He wants you to bring the bat. So I'm walking in the stadium with a bat. I, I gave it to my son. I go, here, Jimmy, you take it. He was only nine at the time. And I said, they won't yell at you. I said, I'm not gonna bring a bat in the, in the stadium. So he's bringing it in and we walk all the way down. They're taking batting practice. And there's people around in the stands. I don't know what to do. It's the first time you know, I've done this. I actually brought a bat to a game. And um, Larkin kind of sees us. He gives us thumbs up and everyone behind us is going, oh, that's funny. He recognized, you know, they're, they're all like amazed that, cause they're all trying to get autographs and there's people everywhere. We're in the stands with everybody else, right behind the dugout. So the bat boy comes over. We hand the bat over to him. Everyone's going, wow, how's he getting him to sign that bat? They're all going, how's he getting to sign? We're trying to get all of our, they're kind of getting mad. So the bat boy takes it right over to Larkin. 
Larkin starts putting on the, they call it a moda stick, the tackiness and like pine tar it up. And everyone starts going, wait a minute, he's gonna hit with that bat. <laughs> I mean, we just brought it to him. It's a bear bat. He starts taking BP with it. So we're watching the game, his second at bat, he was the first guy to get a hit with it, up the middle. That's big time. And to me, I said, that was it. I mean, I'm, I, this thing was in my backyard a couple days ago, and this guy's using a Major League Baseball game. I said, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. That was probably one of the best ever, and still probably one of the best moments ever. And Eduardo Perez, I can't say enough good things about him. He's one of the best human beings. He helped the company more than anybody because he talked to all these players, and He's showing them, and I'm sending them more bats, and he's sneaking them in the game, and he's leaving me voicemails. I mean, I hit Alinea against Nomo, and I mean, it was just the excitement of, it was like contraband. <laughs> you know, we're sending contraband up there. And um, he goes, you're gonna get a call from Manny Ramirez. I said, okay. So I get a call from Manny Ramirez. He goes, I need some bats for the playoff run. <laughs> I go again. You, you're going to be in the playoffs, you can't use these bats. He goes, no, he wants them. I talked to him about it. He saw mine. I said, okay. So Manny calls. I said, well, Manny, we're about to take off. We're about to play Georgia. So we're getting on a flight, and I'm cutting them off. And I said, let me get back, and I'll cut them. So I spent three nights making bats. I made three bats for him. And um, I said, maybe, maybe I'll use them for batting practice or whatever. I don't know. So I put a model number on it, it's called a CB24, and I send it up to him. And Kevin Millar saw him, he got all excited about it. So this is 2004, and I got pretty good by then, making them. And the finish, I, I was hand doing everything, putting a nice, I mean, it looked shiny, it looked like furniture. That's what Eduardo Presnell said, it looks like furniture. So fast forward, a couple years ago, I saw Orlando Cabrera on that same team. And why he's significant, I'm watching the game and Orlando Cabrera is using these bats in this playoff game. So I asked him, I never talked to Orlando about it. He used Manny's bats I sent him. I said, weren't you afraid you're gonna get in trouble? He goes, no. He goes, let me tell you something. I hit like 370 in that series and those bats, that ball was coming off. He goes, I remember like it was yesterday. So this was two years ago I'm talking to him about that 2004 playoff. And he goes, I remember those bats like it was yesterday. He goes, you know, we put the tape on the bottom, kind of flared out. The other one, I, he goes, I wanted a little thinner handle. So I got the Tringer scissors and I shaved the handle down, made it thinner. And he goes, I always wanted to know, I didn't know what company it was. I wanted to order more, but never heard of it. I didn't even know what this was. And he goes, that model number, that CB. I said, well, let me tell you something. Somebody gave me a tip about five, six months after that series. They were on eBay. I found two of them. I said, I have them in my office. I bought them back. I didn't tell them who I was. I had those two bats that you hit with in the playoffs. You know, you never know how they get out of the clubhouse. I said, you know what the CB stood for? He goes, no, I said, Curse Buster. I put CB to break the curse. I said, I put it to Curse Buster of the Yankees. And that's when the Red Sox were down three games and they came back and they won the World Series. And I have those bats in my office. It's just, it's one of those things you just never know. You know, it started getting bigger, the business. I always wanted them to order small amounts because I had to cut them at the time. And I, I was getting tendonitis. I, I swear to God, I, I got bad. This is the first time I had epicondylitis. And, and, and then, that, then we got more automated, obviously. But we, we were trying to turn down business, and people were wanting them. The next big player 
would be Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran, and we end up having the whole Met team from Jose Reyes, Beltran, LaDuca, you name it, David Wright. And all those people in the division saw those bats, those guys were hitting well. He would tell everybody that these bats were unbelievable. So at the time, you know, I, I, he goes, he ordered a half dozen. So he orders the bats, we ship them out, and I get a phone call from him. Jack, you only sent me five bats, I ordered six. I said, I know. He goes, what do you mean you know? I said, do you understand that I was trying to get you the six bat, I cut like 10 to 12 bats. They weren't the quality I wanted, in silence. He goes, that is unbelievable. So he goes, you're not, you don't make like batting practice bats, you just don't fill it? No, what do you mean batting practice bats? I'm not gonna mention companies, but it was Louisville and Rawlings, basically, that was it. I mean, there's other companies, Cooper, companies that he was using says, you know, I only could get, he could only use four to five bats out of the dozen. He felt the other ones were subpar. That's how they did it. So being naive and thinking, I'm just gonna give you the best quality, um, and he loved it. It was the right thing to do to make it look right. You know, there were, the paint was gonna look good, the, the detail and the stamping and the knob. You know, I would, I, I would stamp in the player's number. Stamp in, so all that detail was in there. When it was made, like a board on I mean, no one had that. Everyone was just mass producing bats. You know, these guys, that's their living. You know, Albert once told me, he goes, you know, I love a lot of things in life. You know, I love my wife, you know, and I love my bats. I love my kids. Maybe not sometimes in that order, but you know, he was joking because their bats are livelihood. So no one was making bats like that for these guys. You would think they would be. He coined the frame, every bat's a gamer. So every bat's a gamer. Yeah. So I always told people, you know, we were always chasing the quality. You're not going to chase the dollar. You're not going to chase that money. Chase the quality, the stuff will come. So that spread like wildfire. So the word of mouth was so powerful. And baseball is a close-knit community. And um, that's where that, that really took to another level. We became the number one bat company probably about two and a half years ago. We passed the Louisville Slayer and uh, by a pretty large margin now. But, um, you know, you're in sport, and probably one of the best things that you do here all the time, it is a game of inches. And if those companies made that bat one inch longer, I wouldn't have probably made bats, because they would have made a bat for my son, and that would have been it. But <laughs> one inch d dictated to, to do something, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, and it's, you think about this also, it's the last sport that has used a wooden instrument. Golf has gotten away from wood. Lacrosse, tennis, used to use tennis wood rackets. Hockey had, you know, so the purity of it allowed somebody to, to do what we were able to do. And it's created jobs, probably over close to 100 jobs, 80 jobs for people, you know, just because of a woodshop class. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to, that humbles you if you look at that stuff. You know, you can go to an airport and, you know, there was a little kid uh, I was flying back from home, from Pennsylvania, and I was layover in, in uh, Charlotte Airport and the kid had the, the name on his, his shirt and he had the bag and he was sitting next to me uh, at the, uh, we were waiting. I said, 
I said, those bats aren't any good. Why are you wearing those bats? I said, Louisville's a lot better. And he's getting all mad at me. And he's getting mad. I said, uh, I said, I can't even pronounce that name. I said, I, I wouldn't use that stuff. I said, Louisville's much better. And his grand, he, he was there flying with his grandfather. His grandfather says, no, he, he loves those bats now. And, uh, you know, so I found out they're coming, they were coming down for a baseball camp at LSU. You know, so, and so I shared the story with them, and I had them come over to the office and show them all that stuff. So it was, it was, it was pretty fun. And a terrific job on the production and editing by our own Monty Montgomery. The story of imagination, the story of problem solving, and the story of innovation. Jack Marucci's story, and Marucci Sports story here, on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.